It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Got a good show lined up for you today. Blake Hahn is going to join us here in just a little bit. We're going to talk about his back-to-back Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour Championships. And uh, a third-place finish down at the Fuzzy Fall Fling this last weekend on um, Saturday night. So we'll talk to him about that and more here in just a little bit. Austin, how you doing today? You doing all right, bud? Doing great. Doing great. So let me ask you. You live out in the country. You probably didn't get many trick-or-treaters last night, did you? Did you get any? We turned the light off. You turned the light off. You didn't participate. Even it, if they wanted to, I, I'll turn the light off. Why Why do you got to be like that? Just how I am. You're just a, kind of a Debbie Downer a little bit when it comes to holidays, right? What what is, when, when you were a kid, did you go trick-or-treating when you were a kid? Yeah, for a couple of years, and then I don't remember the last time I went. To be honest with you, you don't remember how old you were. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. It's it's been years. I don't. I couldn't tell you what year it was. I want to know. Uh, hey, Marie, how you doing? We we see you there. How you doing? Um, I. She says I don't do Halloween either. Well, let me tell you. Last night, um. For, at the at the trailer household, we got quite a bit of candy, and we thought that we'd have quite a few people uh, show up. You know, because we live in an area where we've got sidewalks, and there's a lot of kids in our neighborhood. And we thought we'd get quite a few uh, trick-or-treaters, but sadly to say, uh, we did not get a lot of trick-or-treaters last night. You know what that means, Austin? Do you know what that really means when it boils right down to it? Uh, no. That I'm going to have to eat all the candy. You know, you know that that's not good for the waist size. Did no, you? Not, it, it won't. It won't be. I might bring some of the candy down here for you to eat because you could listen. I, I've gotten to know you f- uh, quite a bit over the summer. You can eat about anything you want and not get fat. Isn't that right? It was a miracle when I had 100 pounds, and it's a miracle when I was hitting 130. How much you weigh right now? 125. Well, I, I've weighed that for years now. No kidding. 125 pounds. I can I can go out there and, and eat, you know, full three meals a day and and not gain any weight, which is good because... If I continue to do that, um, I don't have to buy seats or fire suits very often. And, and to be in a sprint car, you got to be small. So uh, I'm fortunate that works out that way for me. But yeah, no, I've, I'm I'm the type to where I don't I don't gain a lot of weight. I don't gain a lot of muscle. I'm not big enough to put on really any muscle. And I worked out for oh, two or three years uh, every day and didn't hardly put on any muscle. Don't look any different from day one to the last day I worked out. <laughs> that is so funny. So, how long did you try to work out? Uh, I did it while I was in high school. I went all. Three and you years. never gained any muscle. Well, I mean, I gained muscle, but I I never was. I never bulked up like anybody else did. I mean, I I didn't put a lot of of effort into like you know, maybe eating or the protein side of it. I just. Whatever, whatever came is, is whatever I was going to be pleased with, and it definitely helped in the race car. But I, I still looked—you couldn't tell I gained really any muscle. I looked the same, like I said, on day one, and then on the last day I worked out. Did you join a gym? Is that what you did, or, or how no, did you work just, out? Did you work out at your house? No, I worked out when I was in high school, so I haven't mm-hmm. since I graduated. I haven't really done anything, but I just took took I needed I needed a burner class and. Figured I might as well burn it on something that's going to benefit me in the long run. So, you don't think about working out at all anymore? No, not really. I need to, but 
I, I proved to myself a little bit this year. I, I I shouldn't think of it this way, but you know, I didn't I didn't my last my senior year of high school I went for, you know, three hours a day and I didn't want to spend any extra time there, so I skipped out on my on my weights class and I I told myself if I, you know, get tired, you know, what any point during the season in a race, you know, I'm going back to the gym and uh, I'm fortunate enough to say I didn't get tired and, and didn't fall the seat at any race. Uh, so I kind of feel like, you know, the way I am right now, I'm good, but you know, you never can settle for just being all right. So I probably shouldn't think of it that way. I probably should get back to getting myself, um, you know, bettering myself, but well, I, I, I got things going on. Well, I know that, but you know, it, it, you need to be in the best physical shape you can be in, really, to drive in a race car, especially at the level that you're racing at, right? I, don't you think it, it it would benefit you a little bit? Oh, it definitely benefited me. I I miss it. it sucked that uh, the first year I ran the sprint car, we had you know two or three four wheel lap races, and um, you know it really opened my eyes to. You know how important you know physical health was uh, in a sprint car, and I fell out of the seat like on lap 20 or so in all three of those 40 lap races, and I told myself I'll never do that again. And um, you know I got to run one full year on on three 40 lappers, and and you know it, it, it the hard work you know paid off, and um, you know I, I lasted all all 40 laps in each of those races. So um, we don't really run a whole lot of 40 lappers anymore. The last one I ran was was the Hockett at the end of 21. And I, I ran through that, could have ran another 40 and, and, and not been phased. But, um, you know, the only place this year that I went that, you know, had a lot of, you know, physical strain was, was I-70. Um, you know, it was hot, uh, you know, 30 laps on a half mile uh, in the middle of the summer. It went was, green, white, checkered, and it went green. Uh No, we had a couple of yellows, but oh, yeah. the yellows came on, like, lap 25. And it and it was on the, f not on the fence, but um, close up to the fence that, you know, it, you had to work hard and, um it took a lot out of me and it, it I almost got to the point where it almost got me but you know I I had a couple of breaks and then you know got to regain my composure but yeah that's it's definitely the half mile stuff is has kind of opened my eye on um you know how hard it is on, on the body too so you're saying that I-70 was the most you've ever been gassed in a race no not the most but it where where, where is the most you've ever been gassed at uh, I was probably the lake when it was super rough and cowboy up. Yeah, it was like a. It was one of the sum the fall or the the spring nationals where it's a forty lap a. So, um, yeah, whenever it's heavy and and fast down there like that, it's forty laps goes by in a hurry. Um, but that's that's a long, hard you know, hard hard working, hard paced uh, forty laps. Yeah. Um, when when it comes to being physically fit uh, on a cowboy up track that's when you need it the most though isn't it really yeah because you're the workload that you have on yourself is is so high I mean, it's it's rough and um you know you're on a short track so you don't get any time to relax uh and it's and it's just it's you want even if you're at a short track and it's smooth you're never relaxing or slowing down it's it's you know, constant, you know, 100%, um, just wide open, and your arms are, in, and your your upper body is just um, working at full, at, 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 you know, its max, and um, yeah, that's, there's any, any, any short track's going to be hard on yourself. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, um, did you get a chance, did you watch the fuzzy fall fling? Did you get a chance to watch that race? No. You didn't? Jason Martin picked up that win. But, you know, the, the guy that really impressed me more than anybody down there um, is the 1H of Hank Davis. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Hank Davis? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Hank Davis. From what I was told, he won seven out of the eight races at Creek County this year in a two-barrel car. And... He was one of the fastest guys in, in practice in, in qualifying, and he ended up running second behind Jason Martin and ahead of Blake Hahn down at the Fuzzy Fall Fling. Um, Hank Davis is a really talented race car driver. 
and um, I, I, I got a feeling that you're going to see a lot out of this kid in the future. Um, he, he is just an exceptionally talented kid. Um, what do you think? Do you think that we should – let me ask you this, Austin. Do you think two-barrel racing is something that needs to be brought into this area around here or, or not? The two barrels are equivalent to the 305s. Yeah. They, I, I, I believe, think they allow the 305s yes. to run with the two barrels, don't they, down there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look at 305 racing in Kansas City. It's nothing to be proud of. Um, and I can't say, you know, any, any more on the 360 number either. It's 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 dwindling, and um, it's it's not really good either. So, um now the only number that's that's good in this area is our non-wing car count, our, and and that's that's shown with you know the MWRA series. So, um, and, and they've tried to get the the 305s you know started, and I just there's not enough of them around here. And I don't think that you're gonna try and get any cars from, you know, Oklahoma to drive up here unless it's gonna be a three-day weekend like they're gonna do, I believe, at Lucas Oil on a Thursday night in June. But yeah, I just. Do you think would two do barrels would only. be more popular than than three hundred fives? You know, it, it, would the cost be less running a two barrel car, a, a forty four twelve five hundred two barrel car, than a, a an injected three hundred five? Would it be cheaper? I, you're, I, I don't know. I, I could tell you. I don't. I don't own a three hundred five or a, or a two barrel car. I don't know uh anybody personally that does so how much is a 305 injectors cost they cost the same as a 360 uh i mean if you're looking at race saver motors you're looking at twenty thousand at the at the minimum twenty thousand yeah i mean yeah. you can you can go out there and spend outrageous money on a 305 but you could you, i think you could buy we hear a good thirty thousand in some cases you, you could buy a pretty good piece you know for at least 20 to 22 and a half now a 4412 carburetor if you buy a really good one, they're probably going to cost you about a thousand dollars. So I would think it would be a little bit cheaper, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, as, you know, our I run an Engler injection, and I bought a new set of inject injection uh, in August of of last year, and it cost me five grand. So, yeah, I mean, you could buy five car carburetors that for for one injection, but um, what are, what are you giving up when you do that? Right. I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing what they're doing down there in the Tulsa area. Allow the 305s and the two-barrel cars to race against each other. Do you think that might try to draw some people in and, and make the 305s a little bit better if they had two-barrel cars? Well, I mean, if you're going to if you buy a two-barrel car, you can't go race anywhere else besides the, the tracks it's allowed at. So, that's, true. that's Oklahoma and if you bring it to Missouri, Missouri only, but you can't go to the north and run the Eagle Nationals. Um, you can't go to run, you know, Houston, you can't go to Jackson or or, you know, Knoxville, it's it's its own deal right now and there's nobody crossing over there. Um, you know, with their 525 program. So, uh yeah, I mean you're you're lo- you're limited to the your local tracks only, and, and I think if you're gonna try and grow something, you need to make it, uh, you know, unified rules or or you know one set, and you know, try and pull outsiders in or out of towners in. Do you like the 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 switch they made from the three hundred fives up at Knoxville to the five twenty five motor? Do you like that? I, that doesn't affect me. I don't. No, but I mean, was that a good move on on, on Knoxville's part, getting uh, rid of the three hundred fives? The car count didn't help, uh, but they didn't really have that great of a car count, anyways. You know, with three hundred fives, or when they had three hundred fives, and um, I mean, you you lost the ability to pull cars over from Eagle, but you know, they both race on Saturday nights, and it's gonna be tough to pull. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna beat Eagle. Um, so, I mean, if they're going to try and start their own deal and, and it, it, I think it came down to availability and, and the cost of 305 too. I mean, you can buy a, a 525 for like 12,000, I think maybe 15,000 on the high side now, but I swear I saw one for sale before all the price increases for like 12.5 new. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely cheaper, but you're just stuck to racing one track, so I don't know. I mean, if you can get get motors, you know, easy and and they last for a while, and 
not a lot of not a lot of money to maintain it, then I guess it'd be a a, a good call for them. Well, I I I think that they should have stayed really with the three hundred fives. To be honest with you, uh, I I I gotta believe that some of the guys that are racing over at Eagle are gonna go over there and try to race Knoxville. Don't well, they can't. They race on Saturday nights. Both of them do. Oh, that's true. That's true. I never even thought of that. That 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 that's a, a, a no way. That's gonna work, right? No way. Um, hey, this weekend Oval Nationals is gonna be taking place out at Paris. Um, that's gonna start tomorrow, I believe. Right? On the is it? What is today? Today is the. Uh, First, oh, it's going to start on the third, fourth, and fifth. Um, there's another racetrack that we got to sit here and think about what's going to, what's the future of Paris Auto uh, Speedway, and hopefully that track won't be going away anytime soon. Um, we're hopeful that we're going to get Scott Delosio on here and talk about what's happening out there at the Oval Nationals and what's happening at Paris Auto Speedway. Uh, we'd like to be able to get him on the show this week and, and talk about what's going on out there. Um, it's going to pay $20,000 to win Saturday night's A-Main, and it pays $1,000 to start. That's pretty good money, isn't it? Yeah, 20, 20 grand is not that bad for, for a non-wing deal, but uh, you look at... Yeah, you go to SprintCarRatings.com and you look at the overall uh, earnings between you know the top wing drivers, the top non-wing guys, and uh, I think I saw maybe close to half a million dollars for the top, uh, you know, wing guy. But I think C.J. Leary might be C.J. or Kyle Cummins is the winningest non-wing driver right now, um, and they're maxed out at a hundred grand. So, um, you know, I think it's about time non-wing stuff maybe pays a little bit better, and I think the Oval Nationals could at least pay. You know, thirty grand, forty grand. I mean, it's 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 their biggest event of the year, and it's the last one. So why not, why not, you know, why not go off with you know, a good paycheck in your pocket and 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 have that you know one of the big best paying races of the year. Right. Damien Gardner's going to be there. Justin Grant's going to be there. Um, Robert Ballou is going to be there. Um, Kevin Thomas Jr. is going to be there as well. Mitchell Moles is going to be there. Um, so quite a few good drivers that, that are going to be out there. Matt Westfall is going to be there as well. Um, just going through some of the names. Logan Seavey is going to be there. Um, Charles Davis Jr. Uh, do you know who Charles Davis Jr. is? Yeah, I've heard the name. He's a pretty good gasser from out there in the southwest. R.J. Johnson's going to be there. Brady Bacon's going to be there. Um C.J. Leary is going to be there as well. Brody Roa is going to be there. Uh, Jake Neal. So uh, quite a few guys. And you think about some of the people that have won this race, and you go back and you look at it. Kevin Thomas Jr. won it last year. They didn't have a race in 2020 uh, because of uh, COVID, I believe. C.J. Leary won before that. Kevin Thomas Jr. won it in 17 and 18. And uh, Brian Clawson won it in 2015. So uh, a lot of great names have won this race out there at uh, Paris Auto Speedway. Yeah, then you go back even farther to, like, the 2010s. I think Jesse Hockett won, like, 07 or 08. He won in 08, um, yeah. And then you just, there's, it's it's the who's who of, of Naming Racing has won this race. And, you know, you, and Kevin Thomas is, is probably the favorite going into this deal. I mean, he's won what, three or four, like you just counted off, and um, he's had a pretty good year after coming back to non-wing racing. So uh, it's it's going to be a pretty good weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. Chris Windham, he won it in 2010. Damian Gardner won it in uh, 2011. Uh, Dave Darlin won it in 2013. Robert Blue in 2014. So um, uh, I, I got to say that you're going to see a, a pretty good group of drivers show up for this race and I think that's because it pays twenty thousand dollars to win, right? Uh, it's twenty grand to win. Where else are you going to go race a non-wing car in in November? Uh, it's a USAC National Show, co-sanctioned with CRA. So you're going to pull the the best of both groups. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Well, listen, folks, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Blake Hahn is going to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. 
We're going to talk about his back-to-back championship, um, two championships that he's won back-to-back, I should say, with the Luxor ASCS National Sprint Car Tour. Um, probably wasn't the night that he wanted. I'm sure that he wanted to win that fuzzy fall fling in the worst way. He started ninth, worked his way up to third. Um, again, uh, Jason Martin picked up the win. Hank Davis was second. Blake Hahn was third. Um, and Michael Day, the 91X car, was fourth. And Wayne Johnson was fifth at the uh, Fuzzy Fall Fling this last weekend on Saturday night. We're going to talk to Blake Hahn about that and more right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back with Blake Hahn. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. 
You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Joining us now on the show is a two-time Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour champion. Blake Hahn joins us on the show right now. How are you doing, Blake? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing pretty good. Not not as good as you, though, man. At that, that uh, what what does it feel like to be back to back champion, um, Blake? That's got to be a, a surreal feeling, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I'll be honest with you. You know, I've I've dreamed of being able to to race and be able to hopefully win a championship for so long. It's like I built up what I've expected in my head over these years, and it's like once we got it last year and it was like a day or two after it happened. I was, you know, I was like, this is not really what I expected it to feel like. You know what I mean? So it's kind of the same way this year. I mean, I'm really proud and I'm really glad we were able to um, pick up the championship. And I feel like we had a really good car these last two years. But, uh, you know, in my head, I built up what it's supposed to be like. And it's not not it's not all exactly what it is. But, um, you know, anybody that's raced for, for points or against anybody for a series, it's, uh, it's competitive and it's tolling and, um, you know, it's hard to do. It doesn't matter for what, what series or what it is. It's uh, definitely hard to get a win and get some championships. So to be able to get two back-to-backs, um, amazing. And, um, you know, with the history of ASCS, with um, the, the the good caliber drivers that have won championships, I'm just uh, I'm just proud to have my name on the list of those guys. Uh, Blake, does, uh, does racing for points take the fun out of racing a little bit? Um, I think it does. You know, when I started, is like that's all I wanted to do, of course, but – um, you know, when you're contending for wins, and I'm, I'm not, I'm sure some people might feel a sway, and I'm sure others don't, but um, you know, it does. It kind of takes a toll on you mentally. And, mm-hmm. you know, guys that are your friends that you get a race with week in and week out, they, you, you start to not talk to them because you're getting so competitive with them. And, right. you know, you're just buckling down, trying to make sure you do the best you can every single night. But, um, you know, sometimes you just got to step back and, you know, remember why you start racing. And, um, why you want to keep doing this and you know I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to do it with my friends and family and I enjoy racing so um, you know every night I get a touch of track it's a good night yeah well let's start off talking about the fuzzy fall fling uh, the first night man listen your car looked like it was on rails the first night when you went out and qualified uh, it, it, it seemed that your car was one of the faster cars out there what'd you feel like after qualifying on Friday night we were good. We had really good speed right out of the box. You know, the track was really good, had some good moisture to it. It seemed like it was going to shape up to be a really good night for the track. And, um, you know, like you said, we had some really good speed in qualifying. We felt like we, um, you know, we were good in hot laps. We felt like we picked up a little bit of speed there for the qualifying and were able to get quick time in our group. And, you know, just uh, being able to start the weekend like that kind of gave us some momentum. Unfortunately, it rained out that night. But, you know, to be able to um, go out there and have a good good lap time was made it go uh made it still a little better going into saturday yeah uh, on saturday night um were you a little disappointed that you were starting ninth because that's pretty far back you ended up running third i know how much you wanted to win the, the fuzzy fall fling um in honor of your 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 grandma but um it, it that that was a tough assignment starting ninth wasn't it yeah um you know on on a small track is the best track to be able to get it done on in my opinion so I think that's one of the reasons we were able to make up as many spots as we did. Just um, you know, getting small track, you get to some lap traffic, and makes some it makes a big difference. But um, you know, we were um, we were really good the last half of the A feature. I felt like Saturday. I think that's when we really started picking up our speed and got into a good rhythm there. And um, you know, just starting that far back with uh, that good good of driver starting towards the front, it, it does make it hard. So um, you know, I think really to start the night out as best as you can and be on the first couple of rows of the A feature with ASCS is the best case scenario. But um, you know, we had good speed all night long. Um, didn't just kind of stumbled there at the beginning of the race, but um, had good speed towards the end of the A feature and was able to get a podium. So we were glad to finish out the season with a good podium finish, and um, hopefully we can carry on the momentum next year too. You know, uh, the track was a little, uh, quite a bit different on on Saturday night than it was on Friday night. I know that uh, it was kind of blowing a little dust there in in hot laps. And uh, it was kind of sealed over a little bit, um, but they worked the track over. Did the track come into to your liking a little bit? Was the top a little bit better than it was earlier in the night? 
Yeah, they ended up reworking it after we got done qualifying and gave us a little bit of a cushion to lean on, and I think that made a big difference there. Um, you know, that that, that track uh, seems to, once you get on the top, it seems to have the best uh, racing produced. So um, the track got a little better, but um, it started taking rubber towards the end of the feature, and, um, you know, most of the guys moved to the top, but um, for the most part, the track was pretty good throughout the whole race, and, um, you know, I'm glad, glad they ended up redoing it early on. Like you said, it was blowing dust a little early, so I'm glad they decided to rework it. Yeah, boy, you had your hands full trying to get around that Michael Day uh, for that uh, third spot. Um, you know, for, for some reason, I thought he was a lap car at, at one point, but uh, that that Michael Day, he's a pretty good racer, isn't he? Yeah, it's cool to see, you know, people like him um, coming to run with us when it, whenever it makes sense for them. And, um, you know, he ran over a handful of races with us, and it seems like the more uh, more he races with us, the faster he is. And, you know, you see uh, every couple of races he's starting farther and farther up, and, you know, it's one of the couple of years he's going to be winning races as much as he's racing with us. And um, that just goes to show um, as long as you're racing with uh, good, strong people, it makes you better. So um, it's cool to see him travel up and be able to race with us. Yeah. You know who really impressed me, and, and I don't know how well you know him, but the 1H of Hank Davis, man, that that guy has won a lot of races down there at Creek County with the two-barrel car. Um, that kid's got some talent, doesn't he? Yeah, Hank's really good. You know, he's uh, been successful in pretty much everything he races in, and in the micros, and then moved up to the midgets, and won some races with Eric Fenton, and then had their car with uh, Dean Franklin, and obviously had some good success there, and I think uh, it's, I think they're moved to a family-owned car now. Um, his dad's raced sprint cars before, and you know they have a pretty big history of sprint car racing here in Oklahoma, and um, has been pretty successful at it. So it's cool to see Hank uh, run ASCS. I think I heard uh, the engine they ran was actually a uh, old engine of Sherman's. His dad that uh, uh, was I think 23 years old, if I heard right. And it's just cool to be able to see um, the generation of racers moving up and running sprint cars. And, um, you know, like you said, he's been winning a ton of races in the two barrel this year. It's been cool to see him doing so good and uh, be able to run the ASCS and do really good out right out of the bat. So I, I'm I got to touch on it, man. Uh, the, naming this the Fuzzy Fall Fling, um, in in the honor of your 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 grandmother, she was uh, just just so you know, uh, for me personally, I, I've said this on the air many times, you know. Fuzzy to me kind of replaced my mother a little bit back in the day because when I started on the tour, it was in 09. My mom had just passed away and I really felt lost. And Fuzzy came in and kind of, I'm not going to say she replaced my mom because my mom is my mom, right? But at the same time, when ever I needed a little stern talking to or somebody needed to set me straight, Fuzzy was the person to do that for me. And she was kind of the leader of the gang when it comes to the Han gang. Uh, just talk about bringing the Fuzzy Fall Fling to light at Creek County. I, I, I just think it was great to do that, wasn't it? Yeah, it's cool. And, you know, like you said, uh, she she tends to find herself uh, doing that for a couple people, you know. Um, she's not afraid to speak her mind, and that's uh, one thing that I think some people appreciate from her. And, um, you know, this uh, this race here is something that uh, is really cool to just uh, to think about. You know, um, her and my grandpa built this track, and um, they've got a lot of history here. And um, to be able to join ASCS in Creek County Speedway to uh, kind of finish out the season for us and then have the fall fling on top of it. You know, this is a race they started uh, you know, several years ago, and it's been successful with, uh, you know, basically the ASCS being the headliner over the years with a couple support classes changing. And, um, you know, um, it's cool to see the amount of cars that show up and the amount of fans that support this race. But um, it's just really cool to um, see it go from the fall fling to the fuzziest fall fling, you know, um, after uh, losing her last year and then um, being able to um, show her our, our support and being able to, you know, uh, get everybody to um, support our race is something that we're proud of as a family. And we want to put on a big race and just have it where uh, all of our friends and family can come there and hang out and really just enjoy it. And that's just what we, we think racing should be about. And that's something we enjoy about racing. So we want to have everybody like our friends and fans and family all there together. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, listen, I don't think people realized how Creek County came together. But back in the day... Emmett and Fuzzy, 
they sold furniture uh, from hotels in order to build Creek County. Do you know that story a little bit? Yeah, you know, it's crazy to see how, how they have done, uh, you know, multiple things. You know, um, you know, my grandpa started racing for my grandma's dad, and, you know, it kind of slowly escalated after that and uh, to see his success and then how much uh, he wanted to be a promoter after that and, um, you know, being able to make your own track and then have a series also is, I imagine, more than a handful. And, you know, it seems like with them two together, they've been able to be successful at pretty much everything they do together. Yeah. Um, uh, talking about your dad and Dalton, and I, I know Chris was there as well this last weekend helping you out. Um, man, I, I just got to say, you're you're just a chip off your dad's block, right? I mean, you, you I know you've heard this before, but you're mature beyond your years, to be honest with you. I, I think a lot of people say this when they talk about Blake Hahn, and I think that's due to the upbringing by your dad your dad has meant so much to you over the years and he's been such a role model to you. Talk a little bit about what your dad means to you a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's awesome uh, just to be able to travel and uh, race with him. You know, um, when I started racing, I was, I was eight years old and it was my dad who got me into it. You know, we were, we started in a little single car garage behind our house and he was the one who, who got me my first car and, you know, took the chance and we were racing at Port city and, you know, he was the one that was setting up the car and working on it and teaching me how to work on it. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for him teaching me all the stuff on our, our cars when we were younger, I, I wouldn't uh, enjoy doing what I do now. So um, to be able to have him travel with me and to bounce his opinions off of ours and um, just to be able to talk to him when I want to be able to have another opinion is awesome. So, um, you know, I, I treasure being able to travel with him and, you know, just his opinion alone is something that I love being able to have at the racetrack. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've got to bring up Dalton, uh, man, I, I think the world of Dalton and I know you do too as well. And, and he is just any time that ever I need anything, if I'm standing there and if I need something, Dalton helps me regardless. And he's just a, a good guy, but he's pretty intense as well, isn't he? Oh yeah. You know, he, uh, he takes it serious for sure. Um, you know, this is, this is his life just like it is ours. So. Um, you know, he, he eats and sleeps and breathes it just like we all do. And, you know, when uh, when when somebody doesn't uh, make the right call on his opinion, he'll let you know it. And, mm-hmm. and he's definitely going to gonna go tell him about it. And, you know, that's something that uh, makes him a, a good crew chief is, like you said, he's very intense and takes it serious. And, um, you know, one thing about it is if anything happens, I know he's got my back and that he's going to be there for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we got people wanting to know what the plans are for you next year. I know that um, – your plans are to do some more 410 racing next year. Now, are you you're going to run an outlaw schedule next year? Is that the plans? Yeah, we're just going to bounce around. We're going to try to um, really just travel and get some uh, more 410 races under our belt. We want to. There's a few tracks we have on our bucket list we'd like to go to, and um, you know we want to make sure we hit the big 360 races too. So really, our plan is to just try to sprinkle in some more 410 races, um, go travel a little bit, get some more seat time, um, and we want to try to hit some big races, the big money races, and um, you know, we're going to try to build a silver crown car this year and run a and having all those will stay pretty busy, but, um, we're just looking forward to being able to go hit some cool tracks. Yeah. So, uh, don't you see kind of a, a resurgence in 410 racing a little bit going on right now? I mean, I'm, nothing against 360 racing. I love 360 racing as much as anybody, you know, as many years as I spent out there, I, I'm, I'm a 360 guy, but I see a little bit of resurgence in 410 racing right now, don't you? Yeah, it seems like it. You know, you see a few series uh, across the country uh, being built and um, with the Power Eye series here around us uh, becoming the thing. And then you've got the deal in Texas with ASCS Elite. So um, it's cool to see um, everybody um, changing and uh, trying new things. And, you know, I think uh, it's one thing is uh, the price of the engines is the main factor. You know, you sit there and think about how much they cost and they're really similar. Um, you know, really just the, the main difference in them is um, how many nights you get out of them before you have to rebuild them. So um, I think that's one thing that people are factoring in is the, the price of the engines really aren't that much of a difference. And, um, you know, I think the payout for the 410s is just a little bit better. And I think that's enticing people to uh, just go ahead and get the 410s. But 
Um, you know, one thing about it is um, there's going to be plenty of 410 racing and plenty of 360 racing wherever you want to go to race. So right. um, we're fortunate enough to be able to travel, and uh, hopefully we can go racing some tracks in Ohio and Pennsylvania and have some success too. Is that a tough decision to not go back and try to defend the uh, Lucas Oil ASES National Tour Championship? Is is that a tough decision for you? For me personally, no, it's not because um, uh, we've been running for points for so long. It's a uh, one of these things where I just want to have a break and be able to just go race and uh, go out there and race for a win every single night, uh, you know, and not really have to consider, um, you know, running top five just for uh, good points. So um, we want to go out there and be as fast as we can, and we want to show these guys that we've got good speed, and uh, we want to hopefully go out there and show them we can be successful in a 410 Yeah. What are what are some of the tracks that you really want to uh, go after? You mentioned that there's some few tracks that you'd like to race at. What are some of those tracks? Um, you know, of course, Eldora is on everybody's bucket list. And then uh, with the popularity of Port Royal, um, that's one track you'd like to go to. But, um, you know, some tracks in Ohio, Fremont and Attica are places we'd like to go to. And just some other small places. Um, we want to go run our 410 at a bunch of places that we've got the opportunity to. And um, Flow Racing and the other broadcasting places, we've been able to watch some races at Port Royal. And uh, we really look forward to going to places like that. You're planning on running some of those high-limit races as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with them fitting in in the middle of the week, it seems like a good opportunity for us. And, um, you know, it seems like a good thing for our team where we can be traveling and go race during the middle of the week but still catch some races during the weekend too. So um, it'd be cool to see what all they turn out, and hopefully we can have some races around us here in Oklahoma. So um, it'd be really cool to see what they got going and see all who's going to support that series. I think the original plans were you were going to go down and run um, – down at Charlotte this weekend, but uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen now. Is that right? Yeah, no, we're not going down. Um, we decided after, well, coming into this weekend, uh, looking at it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense for us to travel down there and um, spend the whole week down there, but hopefully we can come uh, and go race with them next year. And uh, You know, we look forward to going racing with the Owls a little bit next year, sprinkling in some, some races and um, you know, unfortunately, we <clears throat> everything didn't work out for us to go down there this weekend. But uh, you know, we'll definitely be watching on their vision. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Did did they take the pressure off of you locking it up on Friday night when when you were there and it rained out? Did did it kind of take the pressure off of you on Saturday night going into to to that night? Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, I feel like I could approach the night a little differently. Um, you know, really, the main goal from the beginning of the night is just to make the A feature from the heat race and. Uh, you know, once that's uh, once you get in, then you can kind of get a game plan for the A feature. But um, it kind of stunk all the same time. I really um, would prefer to race it all out. And, you know, no, I won heads up. But, um, you know, obviously we, we did. We had a really consistent season and um, we're able to pick up a few wins. And, um, you know, anytime you can uh, be on top of the, the points championship when there's people with more wins, uh, just goes to show how consistent you can be. And, um, you know, to be able to back it up with two uh, championships back to back just uh, I think shows uh, that we've got good speed and um, that our team can do it. So um, hopefully we can, uh, you know, prepare a little bit for next year. We know it's going to be a whole nother uh, deal for the 410. So we got to pick up pace and hopefully we can be with those guys too. I think you're going to be a hell of a 410 racer. Uh, now, outside of Knoxville, I, I think you won the D main up there that night. And, uh, but every other 410 race that you've been in, you've done fairly well. That that makes you probably optimistic that you're going to have a good season next year, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we started the year. We were able to go to uh, Houston, I think, midseason, and um, we were able to pick up a podium there, and that was the first time in the 410 this year. So we were really happy with that. We had some good speed, and, <clears throat> you know, we were happy to be contending for the win there. Um, we led, I think, 17 laps of A feature there. So that really boosted our confidence, and, you know, we were racing with some really good drivers with Geo Selzy being there and then um, Austin McCarl. So um, those two guys definitely know how to get around Houston's, and we know they have good speed at a lot of places they go to. So um, to be able to finish behind those guys definitely gave it. And, and then we were able to go run with um, Power Eye towards the end of the season at Lake Ozark and was able to pick up another podium finish there. And um, <clears throat> that was just our second race of the year in the 410. So we were really happy to um, run that and, and be able to do as good as we did and um, you know, each time we touch the track, we feel like we're learning more and more, and I think it's only going to make us better once we run next year. I got to ask you this question: Did you see the Ross Chastain move at the end of the Martinsville race? Did you watch that? 
Yeah, I was watching it live, and I, I caught it out of the corner of my eye on the video, and man, it was crazy. And you know, I, I've seen somebody post it before, but it almost looked fake when, when fake when you look at it. And, it did. Um, it was just really cool to see, um, you know, how they're thinking outside of the box to be able to do that. But um, you know, in the same deal, I kind of agree with uh, Larson's statement with uh, not being great for the sport. You know, I'm sure um, some other people and other motorsports look at that and think, you know, how kind of how how bogus is that? But um, it's good for for them, you know. They're able to get a lot of exposure with sports, so um, I think it just depends how you look at it. But um, it's definitely something cool to see. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how next weekend plays out too. Hey, uh, it's pretty exciting to see Christopher Bell in the final four, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It was cool to see him. Uh, you know, I don't know if they made the best call on the, that pit stop at the end, but they ended up uh, being able to have the fastest car at the end of the race. And you know, uh, Christopher never gave up. He had good speed the whole night and the whole day and you know was able to pick up the win and uh, anytime you can have anybody from oklahoma running nascar and then definitely locking in the top four is really cool so hopefully he can pick up the win next weekend and it'll be a good race i'm sure yeah well blake we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on mostly motorsports man um i am i'm real excited for you for next year i just can't wait to watch you go out there and run some 410 races and um hopefully we can get another win with the mostly motorsports fire suit we got one this year yeah. and hopefully we can get another one next year i'm looking forward to yeah, watching we're looking we're looking forward to hopefully we can we can get you to some races up north when we go to pennsylvania and um you know we're looking forward to going out there and seeing everybody and you know just uh exploring with the 410 series and getting some more laps with those guys yeah all right blake well thanks for taking the time to join us here on mostly motorsports i appreciate you buddy thanks scott we'll see you all right there you have it Blake Hahn joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show right here. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. 
One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding mucus fuel treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Muscle Motorsports. Again, I'm Scott Trailer, along with uh, producer extraordinaire Austin O'Neill, hanging out here in the Racing Boys Studio. Man, I tell you what, that uh, Blake Hahn. You know, I, I traveled up and down the road with that guy for many, many uh, years, and um, you know, his dad. Tommy is one of my favorite people, to be honest with you. He is just a, as good a guy as they get uh, when it comes to Tommy Hahn. He's always been really good to me, always been great. And um, I think a lot of the success that Blake Hahn has had through his career has got to be due to his dad trying to teach him the right way. And he's going to be a great father too. Um, I should have asked him what they, what they did last night for Halloween. I didn't do that, did I? I should have asked him, Austin, and I didn't do it. What Lennox was for for Halloween last night? That would have been good. All right. Um, so, uh, yes, he is. Tommy is awesome. Yes. Well, as many years as I've known Tommy Hahn, I've known Tommy probably about um, about 20 years now, probably. And is, he's as good as they get, let me just tell you right now. All right, um, Austin, did you hear about uh, uh, Corey Eliason picking up the win at, at Bridgeport? Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, he beat Justin Peck and Geo Selzy, Anthony Macri, and Kyle Reinhardt. Um, those were your top five guys. Corey Eliason, he's pretty damn good, isn't he? Yeah, at least he's finally in a car that, you know, it has the backing that it needs to run well. And, you know, he has, since the first race in Bernie's car to, to this one, he's been a contender and has been really fast and has shown, you know, that he has the talent and the ability to, you know, be on a full-time tour, whether it's the All-Stars or the Outlaws. And, um, you know, whatever the program they had at, at Rudine just wasn't working. And it's, it's kind of shown with, with Zeb's performance now. And But Zeb's had some decent runs. I mean, he won a trophy cup, but, um, you know, you go really anywhere else and, they're just an all right car. So was it a good thing that Corey Eliason and the twenty six split up? Do you think? Yeah, probably. It's turning yeah. out to be. Yeah. So I, I, you know, he needs to find somebody that has an open seat to go out and run. You know, either the outlaw deal or the all star deal full time. It's just um, he's got the talent. Yeah, just with Bernie right now. Bernie's you know working for for Macri sometimes, and then you know Bernie owns Indy Race Parts and. 
Um, you know, he's he has a lot on his plate, and you know, trying to go out there and you know run a full tour just has really hasn't really ever been on his schedule. He just does hit and miss shows and uh, shows up when he needs to show up and and takes care of business. And um, you know, that goes for for Corey as well. So uh, you know, you never know what the silly season is going to look like uh, after World Finals, and um, you know, we'll find out. You know. You know, when it's, let's see, they should start racing in about mid, mid-January, mid early February with, with the All-Stars down there in Florida. Yeah. Um, how about old Emerson Axum picking up the win um, out at the uh, Western World? Did we talk about that yesterday a little bit? No, you had a whole NASCAR day, so you didn't. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, we re- re- regurgitated everything NASCAR yesterday, didn't we? You were having a great time. You know, it's it's funny. A friend of mine that was watching the show said that I looked like I was in a bad mood yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't think they're looking at the right show because you were you were having a great day. You were popping off. What What do you mean I was popping off? What do you mean you were You were loving that that RR discussion about uh, you know Chastain and and the Cup race. You were you were having a full day of it. What? People have those people have those days. You're you're just you're riding with it. Well, I, I, I didn't think I was really enjoying it that much, to be honest with you. As you know, the last thing I really want to talk about is cup racing, right? But it, but it was such an intriguing conversation yesterday. We had to talk about it, right? Well, you could have talked about it for maybe five minutes, but <laughs> five that, minutes. I mean, it's that's maybe was all it's worth. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just sitting here, you know describing uh your your mood yesterday which was which was really good giving you props so the person that said that it looked like i was in a bad mood you don't think that's the case no not at all hmm hmm well i don't know Uh, this person knows me pretty well thought that i looked like i was in an angry mood for some reason i don't know what the deal is all right, um, so let's talk about Emerson Axum's win at the Western World. Um, that was his first USAC sprint race in eight months. Are you a little surprised by that? Uh, I guess. Uh, he fired off great at, you know, East Bay, or in, not East Bay, Bubba, you know, in one uh, back-to-back nights and then just, went through a dry spell and you know that's that's his first full year in a sprint car and that's kind of expected I didn't really expect him to go out there and win the first two nights and um either you come out swinging and you knock out some wins or you could start slow and and you know pick it up you know half of the season and he came out fast and it kind of backed up for him and um he was at the right place right time down there at Cocopaw it's just uh Cocopaw with it being in the desert it's just kind of sandy and doesn't have right. a ton of grip and um, you know, you couldn't move around. You were forced to either run the bottom or, or knock the curb down, which would bite you off a of two or, um, you know, and, and, and ruin your race. And I think it happened to Brady. Brady knocked a right rear tire down when he got over the curb off a of two and, and hit the wall. So, uh, and the, and the middle was just so sandy and dirty. Nobody could really, you know, throw a slider or buzz through it and, and make a spot up or two. And it was just, it, the first night wasn't good. Uh, they came back the second night in, and it was better. We saw them better racing throughout the field, and uh, you know Jake Swanson won won the second night, and um, yeah, it was just uh, they don't really go out to Coca Ball that often, and uh, I think you know the track prep from like the middle up was great, but if they could get the bottom and maybe be a little cleaner and and you know a little more gripped up, it'd be better racing. But um, yeah, what they did you know heading in the second night was 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 a lot better than the first night. I think a lot of these guys you're going to see over there at uh, the, the Oval Nationals, don't you think? Yeah, Most of these guys. Yeah, it, they're they yeah, it's, it's a swing. They're all going to run. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Robert Ballou. Uh, gosh, I, I I may be wrong on this. Did Robert Ballou win the Oval Nationals one year? Let me look back here. Let me look here and. I'm trying to look. Uh, I don't see where he won the Oval Nationals. Darn it. I thought he did one year. Because one year, he was on his way back from the Oval Nationals. And he stopped in at Cocopaw and did an interview with me. 
it was years ago. I don't, I can't remember how many years ago it was. No, it was 2014. Robert Blue won in 2014. He won the Oval Nationals. And on his way back, he stopped in there at Cocopal and did an interview with me. And it was a really good interview. Um, Robert's always good at doing interviews, though, right? You, you, you rarely get a bad interview out of Robert Ballou. Yeah, you never know what he's going to say. It's You ask him one, one question, he'll answer ten of them that you're, you didn't think about asking. Right, right. Or ten questions that you were going to ask, he already already answered it in one Right, you, one ask, you ask one question, he might answer ten of them for yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So in 2014, uh, Robert Blue won the Oval Nationals, and on his way back, we we did this interview. You can find that on YouTube if you'd like to find it. Um, but who do you think is the favorite going into the Oval Nationals this year? You got it? Do you got a favorite? Uh, it's gonna be hard to beat Kevin Thomas. You Jr. know, Kevin with him backing up the, those those wins. Uh, Justin Grant's going to be on his game. He's trying to win this championship, and he has to just be, you know, ahead of Brady uh, every night and not make any mistakes. And um, I think he can he can easily do that. Um, you know, Jake Swanson's going to be good. He had a really exciting finish last year. I don't know if he won the prelim night last year or he lost uh, that that race, but he it was within a bumper's width of, of winning and losing. I can't I can't remember which one which way it went, but. Um, and that's kind of his home, home state, home track deal, um, or one of his home tracks. So, uh, with him picking up the win at Cocopod, should uh, should carry some momentum into this week. So, uh, if you're going to look at three guys to keep an eye on, I'd, I'd say Swanson, uh, you know, Kevin Thomas, and, and probably Justin Grant, or, or maybe C.J. Leary. He's pretty good around there too. Yeah, C.J. will be all right. Um, he won it in 19. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what his mindset's like. He's getting ready to leave. Lead the the car he's, or the team he's driving for right now at the end of the season to to switch to, um, I can't remember what their name was. It's the fifteen car. Uh, just it, it's the car that Kevin Thomas is driving right now. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna swap rides. So, um, and be interesting to see what that team's you know attitudes like heading into this final weekend and and see what he can make of it and you know see what uh, kind of an impression he can leave on the team before he you know leaves and and joins this new team for next year. Is Damian Gardner a guy you got to keep an eye on? Yeah, he'll he'll be one of the locals. You gotta you gotta watch. Um, one of those. I mean, if you want to compare him to somebody, you'd probably compare him to Robert Ballou. Um You know, it's just he uh, won in sixteen. Yeah, he's he's really good around Paris. Yeah, he dominates just about every CRA show out there, and uh, he's one of the all-time winningest drivers. And uh, you'll never know what you're gonna see with Damien. He's he's kind of wild. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning into the show. I can't thank you enough for doing so each and every day. Um, our loyal listeners, we are so blessed to have everybody that, uh, uh, that tunes into our show each and every day. You know who you are, and we appreciate you so much. We want to thank Blake Hahn for joining us on the show as well today. And um, tomorrow, Steve Post is going to join us. We'll probably talk a little bit about what happened at Martinsville yesterday or on Sunday and um, I'm kind of curious what Steve Post's comments are going to be about the move that Ross Chastain made yesterday. All right thanks everybody for tuning in. It's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works for Austin O'Neill. I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Go harder, faster.
faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works.